Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is a new Street of the World segment, and I'm taking you to Cape Town, South Africa. Your guide for this adventure is local photographer Leon Wustation. Hi, Leon. How are you doing? Hi, Valerie. I'm excellent. Thank you I, very much. I hope I didn't murder your name. <laughs> no, not at all. You got it spot on. Okay, good. Good. So, uh, well, thank you for doing this. This is completely new to me. I've never been to South Africa, although I learn more and more about it through my workshops as... Um, I guess I, I'm, uh, I have an audience in South Africa and, and uh, I've had a few South African uh, workshop participants, um, mostly on the Paris workshop. So every time I, have, uh, I make friends with some of my workshop participants and they're from a, a new part of the world that I don't know, I'm always very curious. So it's always fun. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I have an equal mix of interest in things scientific and creative. Um, and I had to go... Uh, through the chemical engineering route to find out that that's not my thing. Um, so I went and studied fine art in the end. Wow, um, that's quite a switch. Yeah. It, it sounds like a switch, but uh, the, the underlying thing is the same. It's both are languages. The one is mathematical, the other one is pictures. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I like solving problems with pictures. It's basically just how stories are told. And um, so I started exploring my world, and I, I grew up in a, in a city called Port Elizabeth. It's a little bit um, on the east, eastern coast of uh, South Africa, and then I've always been vexed with Cape Town. My aunt lived here, and she told me this amazing story about uh, the shopping center that uh, you arrive in Cape Town at the, at the major station, and then you go underneath the ground where there's shops, and you come out the other side, and there's this massive, almost triangular glass box that's a massive big shopping center called the Golden Acre. And that completely vexed me since I was a, a, a small boy. Um, and I just had to go there. Um, and obviously, then there's a mountain that looks like a table. Now, clearly, that <laughs> that gets the imagination of any kid going, I suppose. Sure. Um, and I had to go and see it. And, um, and I was always drawn. And when I first came to Cape Town, I was about seven. Um, and and the first thing that struck me is just the, the diversity of cultures and architecture and history and things to see and things to do. Uh, it was just an absolute sensory explosion for me. So, uh, and I, I'm still living that. <laughs> Great. Well, that's awesome. And so what, uh, so what do you shoot mostly? Uh, well, as it, as it goes, storytelling happens in a lot of different genres. So I don't mind telling stories of weddings. I quite enjoy those, especially the smaller weddings where there's a, mm -hmm. a very particular speciality about it. Uh, more from a documentary creative side. Uh, I shoot commercial things as well, but I have to sit with people and get the story of their product, um, yeah. whether that be architects and their design or whatever the thing is. But my, my absolute love is street photography. That's what I do if I could be left to my own devices and mm -hmm. do what I want. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, well, what do you shoot with? Because everybody will want to know, so we might as well. Uh... Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> so, no. The easy answer is camera. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I learned um, photography from a very early age. My dad had a Minolta SRT, which I still own, um, and it was all film. Uh, there wasn't much to set on it, and I just enjoyed making the image come come to focus out of out of a complete blur. Um, and and I still shoot film. I have a couple of Raleigh flexes and a Mamiya twin lens reflexes um, that I, that I absolutely adore. Uh, so I collect these and I shoot film um, 
we, we don't have time and, and space for it. And and otherwise, my, my digital gear, I've got a whole host of Nikon things that have now be, become very um, big and heavy. So I've uh, investigated uh, the mirrorless um, setups, and I've especially fallen in love with, with uh, two systems, Olympus and Fuji. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if I'm going to stick with my Nikon gear, then I'll probably go Olympus. But I think all in all, I like a camera system that that suits uh, most situations, so that I don't have to keep swapping between things. So that my fingers are used to what I'm doing, and Fuji seems to be the best fit there. I quite enjoy the image quality and the and the range of lenses. Great, uh, yeah, so, it's yeah. a great system. I mean, there is no bad camera; it's just whatever fits you, right? No, and there's no perfect camera either. You have to deal with. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, great. So, so we're arriving in Cape Town. So most likely we'll be flying. Uh, yeah. So where do how how do we get there? And and is there is it hard to travel to South Africa for like Americans, let's say, or Europeans? Do you need a special visa? Uh, no, no. South Africa does need any um, uh, special access, except um, when you're traveling with children. That's that's quite important. Um, and lately, there's been a couple of uh, restrictions imposed on visas, so it might be a bit more tricky. Just check with your travel agents before you come, though. Uh, but I think in terms of uh, people from Europe and America um, and Australia, those seem to be a little bit more relaxed. Okay. Um, and uh, there's no vaccines or anything required. But if you if you come to South Africa with the idea to also go to the Kruger Park that's further north, um, then you might need to get uh, what do you call it malaria medication. Oh, okay. Uh, but but for most parts, South Africa doesn't have any inoculations and things that's required. Okay, I'm a street photographer, so I'll just skip the I'll skip the <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can shoot the wildlife in Cape Town. We have more more than enough of that. <laughs> okay, so so you land in Cape Town. How is easy to, how easy is it to get from the airport to the to the heart of things? Um, well, Cape Town now has a, has a new bus, uh, integrated bus transport system that, that makes public transport a little bit easier. But uh, traditionally, we, we've had uh, quite poor public transport. Um, so taxis are rather expensive, well, for South Africans at least. I don't know what it's like for people traveling with dollars. Um, and and once, once you land, I think the best recommendation for me is to perhaps get a rental car, um, unless you get shuttled to your um, hotel. And if it's, if it's in town or, or close to where you need to be, then you can have either bicycles. That's, that's normally quite safe. And, um, and we have Uber services here that, that's now started popping up everywhere. And mm-hmm. I find them to be v- far more convenient than the regular taxi service. Okay. Wow. Yes, they are everywhere. Yeah. And not always welcome. I mean, they're, they're not very welcome in Paris these days. <laughs> so oh, really? I'm not even it's... sure they're still there. It's uh, been a lot of a lot of problems and a lot of strikes from the taxis. So I don't know yeah, why that's Yeah, we've at. had that here as well. Oh, have you? Uh, yeah. And uh, because it's two, uh, two, two separate business uh, models, really. Yeah. Um, the one offers a better solution at a lower price. Um, and that's, yeah. that's killing the, the one off, um, starving the one to feed the other. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. True. Well, but a rental, a rental is the way to go. Okay. Um, and then you can then you can basically move anywhere from there because there's not not just in Cape Town itself, uh, but the the greater Cape Town area. There's quite a lot to see if you're coming for more than just a day or two, um, and you'd want a car to go around to places like Stellenbosch or Hermanus or up the west coast. Okay. Um, is it? Get, does it get very congested or not really? 
Only in peak hours. Um, okay. Cape Town's traffic, uh, Cape Townians will complain about it, but if you've been anywhere else where, where there's really bad traffic, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we're well, coming from uh, any large metropolitan area, either in Europe or in the US, I think it would probably be uh, easy. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So you, wh where do you recommend? Okay, I'm a street photographer. Where would you recommend I stay? Um, I'd say if you can, um, there's this Airbnb app uh, where you can stay in all sorts of cool little places and Cape Town is mm -hmm. full of it. Um, so that's that's my first recommendation. But in town, um, in, in what we call the City Bowl, it's it's the part of um, Cape Town where it's the oldest. Um, the, the castle is situated there. Um, there's a whole bunch of streets, Adelie, um, Long, Luip, and Bree Street. Um, those those are typically where some of the hotels are, and maybe a little bit further up. And everything has a view on the mountain and the sea from there. Um, so that's that's a great place. And then then you're basically walking distance from a whole lot of cultural and um, interesting places. Great. Yeah, actually, I, I use Airbnb or similar services everywhere in the world, and uh, it's uh, so best way as they say to live like a local and i really enjoy exactly that. It. yeah definitely otherwise our hotels um ex very expensive or pretty much like um, any like uh, are they like the big hotels like the hiltons or, or are there local local names there are international um, brands uh but uh I'd, i'd say if you if you can go for the boutique hotels they, okay. they might be ever so slightly more pricey but they definitely have a strong local flavor that's the thing um, yeah i'd hate to go to paris and stay at a marriott for example i mean i want to stay in a in a hotel that just screams paris and so yes. i would feel the same way anywhere and um so so that you you recommend those boutique hotels as well absolutely yeah and there's there's a very good diversity um, of different kinds of boutique hotels. One that pops up in my mind now is right in Long Street called Daddy Longlegs. And uh, every room is done up by a different artist uh, nice. or poet or photographer. Um, it's themed radically differently and quite extravagantly. Uh, so it's, it's a fun one to go to. That's and it's not, it's not crazy expensive either. Oh, great. Well, that's a good tip. Great. So um, so where do I go next? I'm... Um, I left my luggage i'm going out with just one camera one lens and <laughs> where <laughs> what, right. what neighborhood do you should i hit first um where where i'd recommend you maybe walk around first is um besides the streets of the city bar itself is maybe head on over just um to the other side of um, table mountain you have you've got a great place for a sunset um in camps bay Uh, and, and that area, you can travel all around the peninsula, um, but Camps Bay is great. And also, if you want to, uh, you don't have to take the car everywhere uh, because parking can at certain times be a bit tricky. You can There's a hop-on-hop-off red bus open top um, that you can take around the city. Um, so Camps Bay is a good place to stop um, for, for some cocktails and a, and a good view. Um, and I find every little area has its own... Um, type of person that goes there and day and night radically different um, obviously um, so so if you move around from Camps Bay you can go all the way around this peak in the middle of our town called um, Lion's Head and Signal Hill uh, so you travel all the way around uh, past Greenpoint uh, Seapoint and Greenpoint where there's a lot of uh, public art um, and interesting architecture we, uh, that you can see all the way back to a place called um, the V&A Waterfront That is a, quite a big tourist attraction. Actually, one of the one of the major tourist attractions in Africa. Oh, really? Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
I, I was actually quite staggered by uh, by the numbers when when I spoke to a friend of mine about uh, the revenue. She's an urban designer, and she told me a little bit more about um, the, the waterfront and and its uh, drive to be a, a connection point for for tourists and locals alike. So you get a good flavour um, for what goes on in South Africa if you just walk around a little bit in the VNA and use that as a departure point. Mm-hmm. Great. No, actually, on a, on a side note, uh, what what's the language? I mean, everybody it, speaks English, and and because I know there there is British English, there is Afrikaans. Tell me a little bit about that. It's very confusing. In Cape Town, it's a little bit different because we have a whole mix um, of different things. If you go to to other cities in South Africa, there's there seems to be a predominant uh, language. Like Pretoria would be almost exclusively Afrikaans, and Durban is almost definitely just English um, because the big uh, big Indian population there. Um, in, in Bloemfontein is almost exclusively Afrikaans as well. But Cape Town, you've got a, a good mix between Afrikaans and English. And our city is divided into um, loosely what is called the northern and southern suburbs. Um, so if you if you go a little bit further north, uh, then you'd find more Afrikaans culture over there. Um, and closer to the mountain is considered south. Uh, and then you find more English-speaking. But everybody in Cape Town is basically English-capable um, to a greater or less extent. Um, and then we also have Kosa, uh, uh, which is uh, one of our uh, indigenous languages. A lot of uh, people moved to Cape Town from the west, uh, from the Eastern Cape, and that is that is uh, the language from there. Uh, you hear that often. And um, we, we share our city with uh, really cool people called the Cape Malays. They have a version of um, Afrikaans that's quite colorful and interesting. And I think a lot of Afrikaans words is actually even borrowed from their language. Hmm. So what is Afrikaans? Afrikaans is a derivative of Dutch. It's, it sounds a lot like Flemish. Okay. Okay. Um, and even if, the words, even if the words sound the same, it might, the meaning might differ. So uh, test the water first, and if, if all else fails, go back to English. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're, you're, you're fine if all you speak is English? Over there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You, okay. You'll be able to get around easily with that. Okay, great. Well, that that's good because I, I wanted to get that out of the way because it's like so many <laughs> languages spoken. I was like, okay, uh, where and what and how. So that's that's good. That's good to know. And um, so, sorry, I completely interrupted your itinerary, but um, no. I didn't want to forget that question. So go ahead. Okay. Um, where, where I'd head to uh, next would be uh, a place called Woodstock. Uh, that is that is where the hipsters have started to hang out, and okay. there's a big drive um, with the city to transform the area. Um, there was there was quite a, a lot of um, gang activities there, and there's a there's a big drive to bring industry in there, um, and it can, can uh, change change the space into a more productive area because the city bowl, as you as you will see when you get here, is, is limited in terms of space and movement. So we have to extend the city a little bit further in terms of the industry. So the hipsters and the creatives and the free thinkers are all over there um, riding fixies and having their bow ties and chick shirts. Um, <laughs> um, and, and there's a really, really good graffiti in, in Woodstock, and it keeps changing as well, Woodstock Salt River area. So it's a neighborhood that's changing, basically, yes. that used to be a little little. Um, not so safe, it seems. Yes. To being one of those new hip, uh, hip and popular neighborhoods. That's exactly it. Yes. Okay. Um, but if you travel alone, I'd uh, 
I'd caution not to wander far off like the bigger streets. Okay. Um, if you go in a group, it's obviously a little bit uh, safer always. And um, it's it's just always a good thing to keep your eyes open um, mm-hmm. for, for activity that looks like people are following you and that kind of stuff. But it, I don't want to make people scared about Cape Town because I've never had a problem and I've been here since 2003. Um, so I've, people have told me, listen, they feel unsafe or whatever the thing is. But uh, when I look around, I just start conversations with people and I find that people are far friendlier than they are scary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's the thing. Yeah, I I, uh, I mean, it's good to be aware of your environment, but I always hear people say, oh, Paris, watch your, watch your bag, watch your... I've never even been close to a... a, a Big, being pickpocketed in Paris ever, ever. Whereas, you know, within five minutes in Chicago, for example, somebody was in my bag. So, um, and oh. so I don't think you can generalize. Um, I think it's all, it's, it's also the way you, the way you, you walk around too. I mean, if you, oh, yeah. if you walk around and you look scared, you're going to be more of a target anyways, anywhere. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So. Great. So we're next. Okay. We are we're moving from, from Woodstock. Um, I'd say you can feel comfortable to explore a little bit further if you go what we call deep south. Um, then you go to the southern southern part of the peninsula um, to a, a, a strip of um, coastal area called Musenberg. Um, and that continues past Cork Bay to Simonstown. Um, and, and that's that's a, a quaint piece of road where a lot of creatives hang out as well, and especially uh, Musenberg and Cork Bay. There's a, a lot of tiny little shops with very interesting things, and the locals are uh, are very characterful and expressive. I find I find them a fantastic bunch of people to connect with from time to time. And on Saturday mornings um, in Cork Bay, there's a little harbour there, and they they sell whatever the catch of the day is straight off the boat. Sometime nice. uh, they clean it, they clean it for you, and you have very very cool fish selections if, if it was a good day, of course. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting little harbour. In any case, there are a couple of little restaurants and coffee shops and things over there, and a, a fantastic bakery too. Is it is it very colourful? I mean, like the buildings. Yes. And, okay. Especially Musenberg. Um, there's a couple of those little beach houses that um not not beach houses there's little little goodies where you get dressed in oh yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah the beach cabins yeah those i yes. love those they're I, they're beautiful they're very colorful in some parts of england and australia and whereas they're a little more traditional in france but uh, they're just great they're great subjects yeah they, 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 they make for a good um, visual texture and yes. uh, if you shoot color then that too uh, but what what I've found is that they've actually closed these up for um, for ho- for the homeless people to not make a house out of it. Sure. Um, so so they they're there for show more than they are practical. Okay. Um, and if you if you move on um, past uh, past Musenberg um, and you get to Simonstown, um, that's where the naval base, the South African naval base is. Um, and and there's a whole bunch of interesting stories around around that in a, in a penguin colony as well. Uh, so people people flock there to kind of uh, see see penguins and it's a great place to take kids as well okay great now um how are the locals towards photographers are they are there some cultural things that we should be aware of that are very specific as street photographers i mean i feel like if you respectful you know anywhere in the world you should pretty much 
you'll pretty much be okay. But anything specific that you can think of that's different? Um, if you if you look like you're doing sneaky stuff, then people will call you out. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's just uh, how it is. Or if you have really big lenses and cameras and things, then people will get shy. Yeah. Um, like I like tell people, if you want to make a parting in a crowd, you just take out a big lens, and it's yeah. like Moses in the in the red sea. <laughs> Everybody leaves. <laughs> Everybody leaves. Um, but if you if you discreet and you have a, a honest demeanor and you seem interested and not moving too fast or erratically, that kind of stuff, the, the things that generally create suspicion. Um, people are generally quite interested to find out what it is that you're photographing. Here and there, people ask you not to photograph them. That should be quite obvious. And then you just respect them and move on. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then uh, if you want to interact with people and do portraits um, on the streets, is that usually fairly easy? Oh, yes. Uh, if you walk up to people and say what it is that you like to photograph about them, give them a compliment. Um, South yeah. Africans are, are generally described as being quite friendly and happy people. Uh, but it might be because of our abundance of sunshine and vitamin D. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> even, even in the winter, we have lovely days. Um, so, so we are generally very happy people. Um, so, so if you walk up to somebody and give them a great compliment and tell them what it is that you like and what you see, and if, if they're willing to maybe just stand for a portrait or two, uh, people are very willing to play along. Great. That's good to know. And I find that's, that's in the case in, in, case in most places. But, um, yeah, it's all about being, uh, being respectful and, and being honest and telling people why you find them interesting. I mean, yeah. I think that's flattering. Anyways, so... Absolutely. Great. Yeah. They'll yeah. compliment you with a great smile if you compliment them with something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, so we're still within walking distance, I mean, from the heart of the city at this no, Musenberg, point? Musenberg is a, is a bit of a car trip. Okay. Out. Um, so there's a bit of a separation there. There's a whole bunch of interesting things in between. Okay. Uh, but but I'd say that's a great, great place to aim for if you're in a mood for something uh close to the sea. Okay. Uh, and I find but, uh, sea, seascape, I mean, um, beach towns so interesting because people behave differently, you know, on a boardwalk than they do on a, on a city streets. And, and, yes. um, and the subjects are just, there's a lot more humor usually too. Um, people are more relaxed and I find them really interesting to shoot. Yeah, the pace of life um, on that side of Cape Town is far easier. Mm -hmm. um, the the city bowl is where that's the um, CBD the central business district. Uh, so there's the, the high rise buildings are there and people uh, have that kind of mindset. They come to Cape Town for work and that's what it's like in the day. At night, um, though, uh, if you go to Long Street and Bree Street, those, those places transform radically into um, more uh, like a club and okay. uh, like a party scene. Um, there's a couple of uh, what do you call these. Uh, craft beer stations mm -hmm. where, where you yeah. can go and sample local popular. brews. Yeah. yeah, very popular. And eateries, there's a lot of eateries that pop up now as well with fine dining. Cape Town is known for that as well. And that keeps changing. So you would recommend that would be a nice place place to shoot night street photography? Absolutely. And mm -hmm. in the City Bowl is considered to be quite safe. Since we've had the Soccer World Cup or the football, mm -hmm. um, there's been a, a marked step up in city bar security and policing. So there's there's always ample uh, eyes and ears to keep you safe uh, should you worry about uh, night stuff. So the city bar I found is a lovely place to walk around at night and people are quite jovial, clearly. 
because maybe not just the beer, but um. <laughs> <laughs> the sun, uh, uh, the 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 sun they had during the day, and the the alcohol they have in the evening keeps that's them it, happy. That's a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Now, if I want to shoot something um, a little bit more off the beaten path, where and and still stay safe, and uh, but you know, away from tourists, really, really local, really authentic. Where would you where would you suggest I go? If you really want to have some some interest uh, that you don't find elsewhere, is uh, a little bit further north in um, in Belleville, where you have a very different kind of architecture. Uh, the architectural things for me are clues to the kind of cultures that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're in the city, well, you have a mix of everything because there's a mix of people and a mix of history and contemporary and uh, modern and all sorts of stuff. If you move further further away from the CBD, then you have more specific cultures like the Musenberg guys are quite relaxed and maybe surfer orientated and, and arty. If you move to a, an area called Belleville, it actually has a separate number plate and it operated as a separate city for a long time. Um, that That is far more Afrikaans and the people there drive differently and speak differently and relate to each other differently. Um, post boxes look different there. Yeah. <laughs> I quite enjoy the way that people um, treat the fronts of their houses because it's the, it's the way that you are welcomed to somebody's house. That's um, what you see from the street and, and people take care in certain ways to present that in, in the northern suburbs. It looks a lot different. Um, I walked around with an architect uh, a couple of uh, months ago and we found uh, really interesting building styles and things that especially buildings that have been around for a couple of years 20 or 30 years they they're starting to mature and become interesting again um, interesting yeah very nice um now if i wanted to um to take to take a drive and now how how far apart are all uh, are the major cities i mean they're they're far apart right so from from Cape Town, where would be the nearest city outside uh, of Cape Town? Major city, um, I'd say the nearest one would be Port Elizabeth. Okay, so um, that's where you're from. Yes, and that okay. that's just short of 800 kilometers away. Oh, so it is far. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a day um, drive. <laughs> it sounds we, like the yeah. scale we have here. So okay, <laughs> um, we, we we don't have that many cities, but we have a lot of towns. Okay. Um, and and there's, they they're scattered all over the show. Uh, Hermanus would be one of them. Uh, that's about an hour's drive away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where people go for whale watching. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And is there a big difference? I mean, the people in those smaller town. Um, is there a, a, a do you find a big difference? Like if you want to go photograph in those places, are you going to be struck? Yeah. Absolutely. And how so? How so? Um, on the west coast, you have. Uh, in a place called Paternoster, for instance, uh, it's a it's a tiny little fishing village with very specific West Coast architecture. It's white houses, whitewashed, with little blue windows and everything else. And they they, they kept it authentic like that uh, to to not impede with the whole look of the place. It's it's picturesque, um, and the 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 beach is flat and everything else. And the the way the people speak there, it's only an hour's drive again from Cape Town, but it's radically different from in Cape Town itself. Um, there's a lot of farming communities that are scattered in between. Um, you must have heard of a place called Stellenbosch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the major university is is there as well. Um, okay. And it's a, a lot of lot of um, wine is made in that area. So you have all of the wine and the Cape Dutch architecture okay. mm-hmm. that goes along with that. 
uh, and if you move south, then you then you have a place called Strand and Gordon's Bay. There's a whole bunch of tiny little communities that are uh, just scattered, and those tend to be more like holiday holiday homes for people that come maybe from Johannesburg for a weekend or for a holiday. Okay. Um, so there's 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 quite great variety, and if you go over the mountain to a place called Franschhoek. It's literally the French Huguenots that came and settled there. And again, that is uh, very different. They also produce a whole bunch of really good wines and fantastic little boutique hotels. The one I uh, quite enjoy is the Olifant's Hook Boutique Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got a couple of little rooms where you can just go and relax and be yourself and go and explore the town. So are these places where people from... Cape Town even would go away for the weekend just to escape the city? Or even the afternoon, if you want to oh, go Oh, okay, for so a, it's that close. Yeah. Okay. okay. You can go cheese and wine tasting or chocolate tasting. Yeah, I'll do uh, that. <laughs> yeah. There's a chocolatier in, uh, close to Paul um, at a place called the Spice Route. Um, they, they do chocolates in the traditional way, where they just take yeah. the cocoa beans and smash it up and make a, a chocolate paste, and that's as complicated as it gets. Wow. Yeah, no, uh, it's one of apparently only three people in the world that do it that way. Oh, really? So yeah. now what's the, um, I guess as a street photographer, it doesn't really matter about the the weather doesn't really matter. But um, what is the most comfortable time to be there, let's say? Although I don't think since you're on the coast, it can't get super hot. It can. Cape Town oh, can it, get crazy hot. Um, oh, really? we've, we've had some record temperatures lately, um, upwards of 40 degrees Celsius. Which is, oh, that's, oh, that would be uncomfortable. Okay, <laughs> that that is that is rather hot. <laughs> yes, um, but it's not it's not it's not that humid at least. Okay, um, so it's not equatorial type of temperatures and and humidity. So we have we have a drier kind of temperature, uh, and I'd say if you if you come during the winter months, I, I like to say that there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad responses to weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like testing weather to make great shots because then I know. Other people aren't going to be out. Uh, good months to come would probably be closer to April. Okay. That's when the temperatures are a little bit more mellow when we have a changing of the seasons. And right now in September as well. Yes. If you're into flowers, that's also a great, great thing to do because our botanical garden is called Kirsten Bosch and it's right here in, uh, in Cape Town. Uh, so then you can see what South Africa's, uh, uh, what do you call it, flora, flora is like. Great. Um, so now, anything else um, in in Cape Town you would you would you know say we we can't we should not miss? Um, it it is it's not the largest city, but it is the seat of parliament. So there must be some of those buildings that could make some really good backdrops for Ooh, yes. uh, some photography. Are they are they imposing buildings like you'd see in in other big cities? I think not as imposing mm-hmm. um, as as you might find. Uh, in let's say Italy, they, they're not that grandiose for most part. Uh, not the ones that are publicly accessible. The, the big buildings are normally just corporate high rises, but the interesting ones are typically three, four, five stories high. Um, but a lot of lot of uh, detail. Um, so I'd, I'd recommend that that area where the parliament is situated is called the Company's Gardens, um, and and the Cape Town National, uh, the South African National Gallery is situated right next to it as well. So that's okay. an interesting stop off if you want to see some local artists. Okay. And uh, mm. a- any any museums you you would recommend? Uh, 
in terms of historical museums, yes, there's the um, the Slave Lodge that's right right next to the Parliament buildings as well mm-hmm. um, to get a, a sense of some of South Africa's history. Uh, if you go further further up into the Company Gardens, the our, our museum is there. Um, what do you call it? The Natural History Museum. Okay. If you want to see what's local and what lines look like without having to. Uh, be confronted with a real one, <laughs> get get a sense of what goes on there. Uh, so that's that's a good exploration. Uh, and then in terms of art museums, there's actually a very interesting project going on um, close to the the waterfront that I mentioned earlier, um, and that's going to be the centre for um, top African art. And they're starting to roll out as the architects are busy working on and finishing um, the the silos building. It used it's used to be the tallest building in Cape Town. Um, and it's right, right where the harbour is, and that's where where ships used to either uh, dump their uh, um, produce or or get it from. And they've now trans- transformed this into into a, a gallery and hotel area. I think. Wow, nice. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's that's something to take a take a look at. Um, there's there's a great website by the way if you if you want to see what's happening. It's called What's On in Cape Town dot com. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's simple enough. <laughs> yeah, and, it is. and it keeps it keeps it up to date. There's a whole bunch of festivals and um, carnivals and things that are always advertised. Um, markets. Okay. Yeah, that was actually going to be my my next question. Um, is there like a, a a big festival? A lot of photographers, street photographers, like to to photograph events. Um, mm-hmm. Any big festival that you can that comes to mind? Yes, uh, there's the Cape Town Jazz Festival. Um, I think it's called the North Sea Jazz Festival. That's that's a great attraction. We have Fashion Week, obviously. Um, the Cape Town Carnival happens annually. Uh, then we've got a little place called the Milnerton Market, which is more like a boot sale kind of a market, but that happens um, every weekend. Um, and if you go early, then you get super interesting characters. Uh, there's the Adelie Street Flower Market. Uh, a great variety of South African flowers, um, and then one of our major events, as well as the um, the two oceans race, uh, the running uh, the running race, and the what used to be called the Argus is now the Cape Town Cycle Race, um, and I think it's one of the biggest cycle races in the world, if not the, the biggest. Oh, interesting! So, yes. so of course, all those events bring out the crowds, and uh, for people who like that. For their, yep, yep. for their street photography, those are good places. <laughs> Personally, I I avoid crowds. I, I definitely have a more minimalist approach to uh, to street photography. I don't like very busy. I like to isolate my subjects more. But um, but that uh, you know, when I started out, I think I felt like a lot of other street photographers. I felt more comfortable and more uh, uh, invisible in a crowd for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. And it depends on your gear as well. If you're in a crowd, then you want to have something small. And yeah, um, and wide. Maybe with like one or two prime lenses mm-hmm. uh, and, and move about like a shadow and not, not like somebody who's from the press. It, Otherwise, yeah. you'll get get uh, taken out if you're really not. What, what, <laughs> um, what, what is your favorite spot, what, your favorite playground in Cape, um, in Cape Town as a street photographer? I like to I like to park in a place called the Buerkop. Um That that is uh, the Cape Malay Quarter. It's seriously colourful houses. Uh, every house is uh, painted a very different bright colour. And um, if you if you walk around there, that it, it's like time stood still there for a long time. And you find interesting interesting characters and interesting architectural 
details. There's cobble, cobble streets. Um, nice. and you, everything, everything is walking distance, uh, and it's it's literally right next to the Cape Town um, City Bowl. Uh, and if you if you move across from there, the the, the blocks aren't very wide, but they're quite long. Um, so you can walk walk across Cape Town quite quite easily. So if you get to, if you get to the other side of Cape Town, um, where the where the castle is situated, it's uh, the castle of Cape Town. It's a five five pointed um, military base. I think before anything else was in Cape Town, that was built there, um, of great historic value. So but the walk between those two are, that's typically a twenty minute walk if you're not in a rush. Okay. So is uh, is Cape Town sounds like it's more of a color color town rather than a black and white city. I don't know. Um, to be honest, <laughs> might be overwhelming at times, actually, too. Yes, I mean, I, I'm actually at the moment. I'm a little bit out of love with color, to be honest. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've completely gone back to preferring black and white and square. Um, ah. I've yeah. So I, I try and limit myself like that. Um, and I've also started a Facebook group called a fifteenth of a second to limit myself even more. Uh, and it's a great exercise to really just not worry too much about what lens you've got on, but rather just observe and mm -hmm. um, see something for what it is. And sometimes the colors seem to interfere with that process. Yes. Um, if something is properly colorful, then shoot it for the color. But if it's not not particularly contributing to the story, then the color for me has less of a purpose and I try to just get rid of it altogether. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, I just wrote an article recently uh, about that color or black and white. And, and unless the color is an integral part of the story, it can definitely become a distraction and distract yeah. from, from your story and your subject. So, uh, but I think, yeah, it's definitely the, the subject that will, that will dictate the, whether it's color or black and white, in my opinion, I don't think it has to be all one or the other, but, um, I like to, I like to mix it because sometimes it says all about the color and it would be a crime to do a black and white conversion. Yeah. But at times, as you said, um, it's overwhelming and distracts from what you really want to say. So, so um, I, I always shoot in raw and black and white, mm -hmm. um, uh, raw and JPEG, so that my JPEGs are black and white by default. Sure. Um, and if I if I want to see the color, the color one is right next to it, um, and I have that editability um, about the images. Uh, but I, I try to separate out, and before I start shooting, actually decide decide yeah what what kind of a mood I'm in. Um, and that goes down to, do I want to actually disengage from sitting in front of my computer and actually have a bit of breathing space and just sit back and observe and see what's different about Cape Town for a day? Um, or do I want to go and explore and engage and interact? And sometimes that would be the more colorful kind of stuff. Okay, I see. Yeah, that's true. And I think it, it is, I, before I press the shutter, even if I'm shooting raw, I always have I already, I already made the decision if it's going to be a color or black and white. And I used to shoot film, and you may have as well. So, you know, those are decisions we had to make ahead of time anyway. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Leon, thank you so much. This has been really fun. Um, it sounds like a, a lovely, lovely place to, to visit. Uh, and that's all I've heard so far from uh, whether the people from, uh, is it Durban? 
the other big city yes, that's right, or David. Johannesburg or Cape Town who have been on my on my workshops. Um, uh, it already sounds so inviting. And uh, so maybe maybe someday I'll make the trip all the way down there. <laughs> Seems like a really <laughs> long, come. long ways from from the US. But uh, uh, when uh, when in Europe, well, it's, it's feasible. Yeah, you must come. Yeah. So <laughs> anything else you'd like to add? Um, yes, there's uh, one or two other spots that I haven't mentioned yet. Um, one thing in particular is um, we have a couple of townships where there are a lot of outreach programs and social upliftment and that kind of stuff happening. Uh, and and that, is a, that is a big part of what's happening in Cape Town, um, where our, our checkered past is now starting to get together and people are starting to reconsider um, how it is that we can help each other. Um, and Cape Town, I think, is quite strong in that area where we're more culturally aware um, than some other places um, in, in our country. Uh, so so there's a place called um, Guguletu, which is one of the, the townships, and I'd highly recommend that people take a tour there as well. You can go and organize tours um, or in smaller groups or, or get a guide. And uh, you can experience uh, a lot of lot of our local culture there at a place called Himzolis. Um, they'll, what they'll do is they, they'll do a barbecue. In South Africa, we call that a braai. Uh, they've got people day in and day out uh, making sure that the meat is cooked. And uh, you can have a, a, a beer or a drink there as well and just get a completely different flavor um, for, what, for what goes on there. And... Um, there's, there's also um, this institution called um, Rock Girl. <clears throat> they, uh, they speak out against uh, violence that's, that's targeted at women and children. And as a, as a series of public art benches, they've now made um, a, a dual set of benches, one that's in a public area uh, where tourists often go, and the sister bench that looks identical to that would be placed somewhere in an area where women and children are abused um, or targeted um, as, as a, a violent crime. So that's to create awareness. And it's great to kind of find on the map where these things are and maybe even use that as a way to, um, to guide yourself around Cape Town and find these benches um, and go and see what they're about because oh. each one is designed differently. Great, great idea. Very mm. interesting. Great. Um, and where can people see more of your work? Ah, uh, first and foremost, my website is leonslens.com. Okay. Uh, well, you'll have be, to spell that out. will be in the out. show notes. Yep. It's just L-E-O-N-S-L-E-N-S.com. Okay. And um, I'm also on Facebook uh, as Leon Westhuizen, um or Love to Shoot. And I'm on Instagram as well. Leon Westhuizen is my handle there. And Flickr. Uh, flickr.com forward slash Leon's Lens. That's where all of my things live, and I up upload different things to different places. Um, but the best place really is to come to Cape Town because my, my favorite social media is face to face. Great. And I will, I will link all this to the show note, put some of your images on there, and then uh, a, a list of the places you mentioned on the show. And I'm sure there are, there's a lot more to see. But uh, it would probably take hours <laughs> to list through them. So the best thing to, to do is uh, start with 
those locations and then uh, and then uh, go out there, visit, visit those places and then get get lost on purpose, as I say. That's that's a good way to do it. <laughs> great, Leon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you. It's and we're at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show and please share the love with all your friends. My name is Valérie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.